You know what I read is that like the theme is literally like Moore's code for the letters M and I. When you play it out, like that beat is Moore's code for just MI for Mission Impossible. I didn't know if you knew that or not. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I literally after the last recording we had, I I, I saw that in a uh, Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat reel, and it was like, oh yeah, check this out. It's just Morse code for M and I. That's how you make the theme. And I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Okay, is that how we're starting the, the episode? I don't know. I mean, we don't. We could we could go with that. I just. I mean, there's hello this. and welcome back. There we go. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome back to the last ride on the road to reckoning. I'm one of your your drivers. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. We're on the road to reckoning. Indeed we are. Indeed we are. This is the last stop before we uh, get to the, you know, the movie in question. Dead Reckoning Part 1 drops next month. We're very excited. We still got to iron out all the details of, uh, you know, getting our advance tickets and making sure we can see it together for the first time uh, in the same theater, ideally, uh, and then record about it as soon as possible. Uh, But yeah, we still have one more to check off. The, the sixth film in the franchise. We're talking Mission Impossible. Fallout. <laughs> it's my, I mean, yeah, Fallout. It's probably real, real high my, energy coming in. Well, uh, I mean, part of know. it is like, is this, been, is this sadness because, because, you know, we only got one more after this? Yeah. You should be and, elated. Like, we're about to get a new Mission Impossible movie. And by all accounts, might, might be one of the best of the bunch. Well, the early I mean, reactions, very, very strong. I can I can definitely tell given the fact that we've seen nothing but like amazing shots from this whole trailer stunt that he's doing and the fact that like you know there's essentially going to be this whole you know what we've talked about as a oh we're going back to like the the original one we're we're going to go back in the franchise but it's just it's just part of it. it's just like i've been under the weather since this past weekend it's just i got you can people at home can't see me but you can see me i have a nasal strip on trying to sound as close to normal as possible and yeah sorry for is, making you do this under duress but we do need to get this up for tomorrow yeah, well, so no i mean and like there's been a couple times i don't mean past, to tease you about the low energy it's no big yeah deal. no it's a, no well and like there's been a couple times the last couple of weeks We've been like, yeah, Thursday, and I've gone, nah, I got training, I got this, I got that. So I was all amped up for it, but I got started getting under the weather on Sunday. It did not get better yesterday, and I, I feel like I have the same, like, sinus thing that, like, eight people I know have right now. I don't know what it is, so I'm so, hoping that it'll be gone soon. Apologies yeah. for the Zoom audio quality yeah. and for Gavin's <laughs> shitty voice. I mean, yeah, you sound terrible, frankly. Piece of uh, shit, terrible voice, yeah. Yeah. But this is what you get 
it's fallout. It's the road to reckoning. We got to do it. So here we are. Here we are. Okay. Are you, are you, do you feel up to the task of taking us through our mission briefing for this movie? Or no, excuse me, before we get there. What? We got to cruise the career, brother. We got Yeah, career cruising. What am I thinking? I even had yeah. the IMDb queued up. Oh, See, this is why I can say it goes better when we're in person. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is always a little bit awkward. Uh, hold on. There's old Tom. There you are, Tom. All right. We got, okay. And admittedly, three blind spots. We talked about this and we did tease on the previous episode. I listened back uh, that we might keep the, the summer of, we might keep cruising through his career and cover my personal blind spots, which are most of the recent output uh that are not franchise related and uh yours which are you know more of the you know the art house variety uh maybe yeah. uh, a couple decades back at this point pre yeah. pre blockbuster pre couch jump pre current persona uh mm-hmm. but yeah so right after rogue nation uh which i i dubbed on the last episode, my my current favorite has this goes. I, I think it stands even after this Fallout rewatch. I, I think it stands, but I, these two are like neck and neck, and fours in the mix. And I have such a soft spot for three. I I don't know, man. It's rough. Tough tough decisions being made here. Okay, Jack Reacher never go back. Which again, I said I haven't seen. You have. Yeah. Solid sequel. So that's not Macquarie, presumably because he was, uh, you know, a little tuckered out from Rogue Nation. Uh, so yeah, Ed Zwick comes in. Uh, they done Last Samurai together. Oh yeah, we're pro, we're pro Last Samurai on this podcast, right? Of course, you know, all white savior shit aside. Uh, really, really good movie and basically introduced us to Ken Watanabe as far as I, you know, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that was it. Yeah. And you got uh, Hiroyuki Sonata in there as well. And, early. Uh, you know? um, early for us or early for American audiences, I should say. But, yeah. And what's his uh, face? The, um, you're probably talking about the actor I'm thinking of, but it's the actor. He winds up showing up on the last ship later on i don't know yeah and i don't know if we dwelled on samurai recently but i yeah i remember the the two disc blu-ray special edition uh mm-hmm. i did the com- the commentary the special features all of that shit saw it in the theater loved it haven't watched it in probably a decade so it's a, it's been a while i'm surprised it's not one that's more like just cable like always in the rotation it seems like mm-hmm. a you know to the degree that like the patriot was pre Gibson, uh, you call it meltdown, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's the length, maybe it's just the who knows. <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, Edswick, who also uh is on my brain recently because they did uh Blood Diamond 
on the rewatchables. And I was oh, like, yeah. another movie from that era that I have not rewatched in quite some time. So yeah, uh, I haven't seen Never Go Back. It is not streaming anywhere currently. It's a rental only. So uh, yeah, if it pops somewhere, let me know. Did you see The Mummy from 2017? This was the um, uh, second or third entry in the, the Dark Universe. I want to say I started it and I watched him like fall asleep or something. In the, like, oh yeah, the plane. Th- I remember him being on the plane. And then that was like, that was it. The whole, like, I get the whole, like, oh, cursed. It's this, it's this and that. And I was just like, I am not interested in this whatsoever. So no, I would have to say no, I did not see it. Okay, so you're not coming in with a with a hot take of I need to, I, you know. No. If we, for, if, we, if we force ourselves to do this pod, which is totally optional, uh, we'll get to it. But that's the, that's the one that I'm least interested to, like, give a shot. Weird yeah, that no, he was I, in I it. Still weird it. to me that he was even in it, but what are you going to do? Uh, and American Made, which is one that I would actually really like to check out because I still don't know. I was excited to see it when it came out, missed it in the theaters, and just never, never caught up with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it idolizes that dude. And like, I have some problems with the ending, but like, you know, it is what it is. Right. I get what it's trying to say. I, I enjoy it. It's good. It's I mean, great. Him, him is like, yeah, him as a character in general is fascinating. But when you yes. get a guy like okay, Tom so Cruise I, to play him, like, I was it's even, say it's American made, but I, you know, tailor made for you. Oh, but God, yes. also at the same time, that's a double edged sword because you could be like, uh, I, I'm really into this shit. And this one maybe doesn't hit as hard as some other. Well, it's like, okay, I'll take you uh, to Cowboys era content. Well, one example is like, uh, was it the interpreter? Or the interrogator, whichever one Cranston did, and he played the customs agent or the Secret Service agent. Like, uh, keep talking. I'll, I'll, there's a well, no, there's a there's a beat in that where basically, like, uh, I think it's Benjamin Bratt's character is who he's like trying to infiltrate. He's like, oh yeah, I know you were there when that son of a bitch got killed, referring to Barry Seal. And if mm-hmm. you don't know, Barry Seal famously flipped on you know car he took a bunch of pictures of co- uh, cocaine dealers you know cargo planes yada 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 and he basically flipped and was like turned to states and didn't get immunity didn't get anything and was pretty much gunned down outside of a courthouse and you know kind of like broad daylight but this is not like miami this is like i think he's in like tennessee alabama mississippi so i can't remember exactly where he is but there's a beat in that where like allegedly Brian Cranston's character was there when this happened. And Benjamin Brad's like, Oh, I know you were there when that son of a bitch died, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad he died. This and that he was going to tell on us, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I know that didn't happen. I know that Bob Mozella was never there. Like I knew he was nowhere near Barry seal when he was assassinated as far as I know, but the movie wants to make you believe that like, Oh, that could be connected to what purpose. I don't know. Because I don't remember if the Brian Cranston one and American Made came out around the same time. But for what it does and like what it says about like, oh yeah, the CIA, it certainly does make that that um was it the five or six part behind the bastards uh podcast about how basically Ollie North brought crack to the uh inner cities. It it makes all that worth worthwhile because it's a hundred percent true, you know, if you want to call it that. But yeah. All right. So 
Uh, I should mention that's kind of a run of like, I think never back down uh, or never was never go back or never back down the second Jack Reacher. I think it did okay. Yeah, it did, but not spectacular. The Mummy, I think, internationally, you know, might have might have did not do what they. I think it did, but it didn't. Obviously, did not do what they wanted it to do here. And American Made also arguably underperformed. So he's coming off of three seemingly, you know, kind of wants to have another franchise in his back pocket. Jack Reacher's a little bit of a false start because, again, I I love that first one, but somehow I just never made time for the second one. Seems like a lot of other people didn't. And now with the show obviously in play and people enjoying like oh this is closer to the novel or the the visualization and depiction of the character i have in my head from those books uh you know i i don't see him coming back for a third one and having this weird like there's the tv show in that universe right. but there's also the tom cruise thing so i think two underperforming to the degree that it did was seen as enough of a like okay maybe that was a bit of a false start who knows with that one uh, the mummy, obviously a play at like, they're trying to get this, this dark universe off the ground, new, let's bring back all the universal monsters, but like do a new take on them. I forget how many of these actually got made, but you had like, uh, was it Victor Frankenstein with like McAvoy? Right. Uh, what? I feel like there was one Dracula untold. Does that sound like something? That's uh Luke Evans. I don't know if that's part of it. But I think maybe. that I think it was possibly because I'm not I, sure. I and feel then like Russell, that... Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise. I think I forget who else was in play. There was like a whole, you know, a planned universe. They were trying to like backdoor this. I think only like two or three of them got made. So I again, I see the the idea of like, okay, well, I'll have this other thing in the back of my pocket because it seems like he's basically in a phase where it's like he's not going to do like it ever do like just a straight drama or even a straight comedy or like real character study. I guess again, I having not seen American Made, that seemed like the closest to getting back to maybe like oh you know a different energy. But again, I I never. I never actually saw it, but, uh, yeah, I'm just setting all of this up, obviously to be like, once again, he comes back to old faithful with McQuarrie, who's like his boy at this point, uh, writing and directing. So I, this is the first double dip we ever have. And again, he's just, it's him for the rest of this. So he's going to have four in a row. Uh, and it, I mean, it's as good or elevates, uh, visually speaking, on everything that I love about Rogue Nation. And they definitely, we'll get into the set pieces, but arguably they completely outdo themselves uh, in this one. As much as I love some of those set pieces in five, uh, I think that amount of one-upsmanship is like... I, I don't know where, like, what levels we're even going to get to in Dead Reckoning Part 2. Like, considering just just the stuff that has been teased in right. these trailers and knowing that there's so much more to come. Uh, yeah. 
And again, also knowing that I never expect this franchise to, you know, they keep building and building and like, yes, when are they going to outdo themselves? But I never expected to get to that uh, fast and furious level of like, now we're the way we're going to elevate is a bunch of CG bullshit, like just shoved in the frame and like, does this make it look more epic and lose all sense of reality or groundedness? Uh, I think we're going to stay firmly in the more John Wick side of things where it's like stunt work and stage it well and make it like it's impressive enough just to pull this shit off. You don't have to dress it up with a bunch of bullshit and we don't have to go on a whole uh, fast X tangent, but you have seen it now. What's that fast X? Yes. Oh yeah. I I can't wait for fast X part two. I'm ready for it. Okay. I mean, it's like Kirk and I said. I'll give you five minutes on it. Go, go, um, go on. It's it's one of those where again, my biggest plot point, my my biggest problem, and I I, I love that you try to keep him around. Just tell me Brian's dead. Just I, Brian had a heart attack. That's fine. I'm okay all, with it now. We've all echoed this, yeah. but they, I mean, they back themselves into a corner. They can't. You, you can't put the genie mm-hmm. back in the bottle. Like they can't. It'd be so weird to do it at this point. It doesn't yeah, make that's it why. just they should it it should have ended with seven. Yes, we're we're all saying the same thing. And I think well, no, he's he, hearing that, which is he, why I think he will like I'm talking about Vin. I think he will now kill off Brian in the next one. Yeah, it just needs to be something uh, in that happens some in between the two. Like and it'll like, it'll feel weird, but uh but yeah. they'll I think they will do it because but it's also yeah. like what's the point at this point? Because supposedly these things are done and it's like yeah. You can't unbake that cake, whatever metaphor you want to go with, but it should have, it should have, the whole thing should have ended with seven, period, Yeah. dot, but, you know, had to do what they had to do. Beyond that, though, you enjoyed Momoa? Oh, he was the best part. Him and Cena. I hate that Cena, you know. You love how Cena just, what, but did you see, did we talk? I, I can't remember if I just said it to you out loud or not, but don't, they just made him peacemaker, dude. Yeah, like that character is night and day different from the Jacob in the previous movie. Right, his energy, his vibe, everything is just like, oh yeah, the version we wanted to see of him in the first place. Like, yeah, yeah, let's just do that now. And I loved it; it was great. But <laughs> one yeah. of the many decisions in this franchise that I was just like, I, I don't know, guys, I don't know. Oh, it's almost like there was a test audience like we like Cena, but you know what we really like? You know who's not doing anything now because that whole Wonder Woman thing didn't take off? You just bring Gal Gadot back. Do nobody cared in our theater. Opening night, nobody reacted. I, I'm I was the only it was so it was so strange. So strange. I was just like oh! I said that. I literally gasped out loud. There was five of us in there, and I gasped. And I was like, oh. "It's five of us." It was a packed house, and you could have like heard a pen drop. Nobody gave a shit. Uh-uh. Well, my whole thing is like, is she hanging out with Kurt Russell? Is that what happened? Is that Dude, what Kurt if they, not I, I will tell you that if they do not bring Kurt Russell back in, uh, I will riot. Yeah. That'll be the make or break for me. Mm-hmm. Bring Mister Nobody uh, back, with truly. Giselle. Truly. I can't believe they're still trying to fuck. <laughs> oh, somebody pointed out they literally like 
they they do throw Scott Eastwood a bone where he shows up for like two seconds, but like he literally gets thrown out of a car and like literally thrown out of the movie. <laughs> you never right. see him again. I did think that was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, an improvement over nine in my book, but uh, I don't know how much of a compliment that is at this point. But yeah, I'll, I'll be there for X2, whatever the fuck we're calling it. Okay. Back to Fallout. Uh, I, I think it's time for the mission briefing. What the hell is this movie about? What are, what are we doing? Um, so essentially, it's been about two years, and Ethan has disrupted the syndicate. and um, By capturing Solomon Lane at the end of the so, previous yes. film. Mm-hmm. Putting yeah. him in a clear box where we right. assume he's just been for <laughs> the interim two yeah. years and they feed him like a gerbil or some shit. I don't yeah. Know. He runs on it in order to keep the lights on. He has to run on a treadmill <laughs> every day, a little bit. That's his, that's his uh, yard time is yeah. just so he has enough light to read at the end. Meanwhile, of the he's growing a, uh, a beard because, oh, oh, we're, we're running out of time according to zoom. Yep. Uh, what do we got left on here? Hold on. Nine minutes, it looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah. What yeah. I get mean, some plot time and then we can, we can jump for, back in. At least this one gives us a time limit. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, we'll keep going till the wheels yeah. fall off. But what the hell was I saying before I was so rudely interrupted by the Zoom timer? Um, Growing a beard. He was growing a nice, oh, long, just like, Chernobyl beard or just, uh, like prisoner beard. Because Sean Harris, I think, saw himself uh, in five and was like, you guys can't do me like this. <laughs> like, he, the man looks much better with a beard, is all I'm saying. Oh, oh definitely. He also belongs in period clothing, uh, which, you know, d- doesn't really get in this. But I don't know. The street jacket is kind of very tunicky. But uh, I don't know. He's just one of those guys that, in my head, just belongs in, like, in the Green Knight and stuff like that. Did you ever see the oh, Green yeah. Knight? I did. I loved it. Such a good movie. I mean, I, I kind of. I kind of wished it had gone more like, okay, and he comes back home and they make fun of him, but they're like, hey, none of us were brave enough to do it, so like we can't make too much fun of you. Instead of like, hey, I'm going to show you your entire life, what happens if you, you know, don't take this blow, and like you do come back and you're all good, as opposed to like, you know, giving him his two, his like, okay, fine, I'll because in the story, even though he does accept his fate and like he he's supposed to get his head chopped off, like nothing happens to him, you know. It's all fun and games. It's all arguably, you know, arguably whatever. nothing happens in the movie. You don't know. Yeah. So it works. Just saying, it's still left ambiguous. But I, I, oh yeah, I thought I was going to hate that. Like when it took that turn. Uh, spoilers for the Green Knight, really. But, uh, yeah, when it started to turn that way, uh, I was like, I don't know. But it landed the plane, and I that that made me like the movie even more. Uh, but a visual feast. For sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Anyways, Solomon Lane grew a beard. That's uh, that's all yeah. I was saying. Continue. He's um, been captured. Yeah, and so now um, it's pretty much Ethan's been you know trying to hunt down and dismantle the syndicate, and they get word that a uh, a guy uh, a guy named John Lark is pretty much like the, you would say like the next big guy on the list for the syndicate. Um, He's rallying. Yeah, the he's apostles, getting apostles, yeah, apostles, which are the uh, Paul, basically the people who are John, left. <laughs> yes, Mark, exactly. Dave. And John, John, John Lark, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes, but these are basically the disciples of Lane who, in the right. power vacuum of him being gone, have risen up to uh, cause some shit. So right. there are, uh, as the as the title implies, which again could be the title with like the last three movies if it wanted to be, whatever. Uh, you could swap them all around if you wanted to. Just think about it. Right. This could be a rogue nation of, of terrorists. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Or because because the main guy's gone, it could be a ghost protocol, and it's all just you know they're all ghosts. They don't know who they are. It's ghost could protocol. Be. We got to initiate saying. that to figure out who's who. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I interrupted your plot time, but oh well, essentially due to the fact that Ethan um, loses his um, uh, no wait, is this the one? This is my favorite <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, what, cl- this is clearly, my favorite. Clearly, it, you're remembering it vividly. Continue. This is the one where like everything happens, right? And they they fake him out with Wolf Blitzer, right? Yes. Yeah, this is that one. I confuse it if this happens. In so Rogue, we Rogue we Nation open. I can one, but, I can help you yeah. out. It's all good. You're under the weather. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the assist. Okay. Yeah. So we open with the fumble essentially, but they lose. A nuke gets in the open. Uh, right. After a failed handoff, essentially, where they're supposed to intercept it. But the key to it is Luther, saving Luther is the thing right. that like causes this thing to go in the open. Because at the end of the day, as we've already learned, Ethan will always choose his, his team or find a way to save his team and complete the mission. Right. It's always, you know, a combination of the two. Uh and again, anchoring it to Luther, uh, giving get, giving Ving a little bit more to play than he's had in the last few movies because he's always been around. But as you brought Benji in, you know, we'll we'll get into all of that. So, anyways, nukes in the open. CIA is like, all right, you guys need some supervision. Uh, clearly, you're not up to par. Q, uh, what is his? Sorry, spoilers. We all know where it goes. What is his actual name though? Henry Cavill? Yes. Obviously, <laughs> we find out who he is, but oh my God. Yeah. He's got two names Henry Cavill, Superman. <laughs> oh my God. August Walker. Jesus Walker. Christ. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Agent Walker. Uh, and again, we have the new CIA head uh, because Bo- A- Eric Baldwin has moved over to the IMF at the end yep. of the last movie. So now Angela Bassett. <laughs> has come in taken over and she's like all right you guys are and you know there's the whole uh you like to use a a scalpel i prefer a blunt instrument or something like that yeah what is it yeah yeah so it's basically hey this guy's younger bigger badder sexier he has a mustache it's fucking superman yeah uh and that's kind of the gauntlet of this movie is of course, before we reveal that he's actually the secret villain, uh, right? That, yeah, it's it's pairing him up with a, an equal or a, a better, if you will, for the first time really since two, when it yeah. was uh, these guys have equal training. They're kind of you know two sides of the same coin. We haven't done that in a while. We haven't had an actual like you know real physical presence sort of adversary no. it was a key key move for this one 
for sure. So, uh, yeah, basically there's a lot of twists and turns. The nukes are in the open and, uh, we, you know, Solomon Lane comes back into play. Uh, the daughters of, or the daughter singular of, uh, a particular fave fan favorite character uh, from the franchise and uh, a few other things come into play, but we're, we're not going to spoil all that because we'll get to it in the set pieces. I think this is a good place to take a little maybe musical interlude slash break from zoom and we'll jump right back and we'll start talking about those set pieces, baby. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Set pieces. pieces uh do we want to include the opening shootout i do want to at least give it a mention because ronin vibes that's I was all say, i wanted totally to say ronin vibes like uh, whether an intentional nod or not it just it it fe- it doesn't have quite the same level of tension as that scene uh but yeah you can't help but think about the uh you know the deal gone bad at the right. opening of Ronan, uh, when everything goes to shit, uh, and Which like we they're just getting gear in that, right? They're just getting gear for their mission in that scene, right? In Ronan, in Ronan, uh, I believe so. Yeah, they're just going there by yeah. weapons. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, uh, as we mentioned, Luther is at stake. That's the one thing I want to bring up is the integration of character into these set pieces because the one I'm going to advocate for is my pick is maybe not. The most obvious. Just want to put okay. it that way. All okay. Right. So shortly after he hooks up with Lark, we have uh excuse me, with Walker, uh <laughs> we have the Halo jump sequence. Right. Which is a probably doozy. some CG, right? There's a I little mean, bit mixed in. I mean, it has to be, but I I as I understand it, it whether rather than staging like a uh, a wind tunnel sort of thing on the ground they did shoot a lot of you know that practically right yeah as much practical as you can get of you know yes but obviously there's got to be some compositing going on there regardless uh a pretty pretty breathtaking sequence Um, oh yeah definitely and uh of course the juxtaposition of like you know as with a lot of uh wait so yeah he passes out because he's not listening to Ethan because he's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, but then, of course, he saves it. He comes back and like lands perfectly after Ethan struggles through all of that shit. Just great comedic beat. And then again, talk about pacing. We're immediately into the bathroom fight. Right. Which is an, an all timer for the franchise. I mean, we could talk about reloading biceps. We could talk about uh 
the comedy of like we gotta <laughs> i need a face like you right. didn't leave me a face to use uh and that feeding into the plot uh it's great and again you know if we want to call out like hey it's it's nodding to some of these classic set pieces and just outdoing them true lies baby you show me a white bathroom like that yeah that's that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking uh and it definitely outdoes uh everything in there although that that sequence in true lies transitions into one of the greatest practical chases in the history of action cinema oh yeah the horse oh. ver- the horse versus motorcycle it's, it's all time speaking of that dude I I just watched the three hour Arnold doc on Netflix last As did night. I. As did I. And like, I mean I didn't do it last night, but I, I watched I, it over I finished the course like of three all days. three parts last yeah. night. Okay. And then I started his show and I'm like midway through his show. And the minute that we get done, I'm probably gonna go back and finish it. Cause like I don't know, man. It's like every now and then when you're not feeling good, maybe you're down, you're a little sick, you're not feeling great. Just the positivity that man exudes. It's like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna feel better, like, yeah, I, of course. I love the doc. I mean, I I was uh, it was you know he was a huge part of our childhood collectively, and I like that also in the third one. It did not, it did not shy. I was very curious about like, okay, but are we gonna portray this as like, oh, and then I succeeded in politics, like with no, like no issues oh, whatsoever. No, the fact that he was like, yeah, I, but I I you know I wanted to do this. Yeah. And the fact that every actor was just like, yeah, the minute he said that, I was like, you're fucking crazy. Like DeVito being like, yeah. he told me he was going to do that. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. what? Governor? What? You know? So, so uh, yeah. And then like to not like not beat around the bush about the whole Joseph thing. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's I, I can appreciate it when the guy who's like that to me, that just makes me like appreciate him and respect him more for him to be able to be like, yeah, I, I fucked up. Like I wasn't great. Like I wasn't, I'm. I don't think I ever pretended to be this great guy. Maybe I did, but in the grand scheme of things, like it's all bullshit. It's all schmush, whatever that word is he uses for bullshit. And like, oh yeah, I wish I could remember. I fucked up. Show was funny. And I, Uh, but yeah, uh, I have not watched any of Fubar yet, but I thoroughly enjoyed the doc. Uh, But yeah, okay, sorry. So bathroom fight. Yeah. Uh, When and again, not a set piece, but that transitions us into like going to meet uh, what turns out to be Max's daughter. Uh, Right which is just a cool, nice little thread that's carried through. Because again, we mentioned, if you want to dial back all the way uh, to uh, the second outing, there is a continuation of Max's people. We see like one of the henchmen still at play as like, oh, Ethan now knows these these people. So uh, just something to keep in mind, because I feel like as we move into Dead Reckoning, it's going to be a lot of, you know, touches through of all of the franchise yeah. and we'll see how all that comes together so uh and do do they actually say that max is dead i don't know because that's the other thing is i'm like i mean vanessa redgrave is she still kicking i think she is i just remember that we talked about her in the second one that something about some person is not designing an outfit for her so that's why she wouldn't want to come back and reprise the role like somebody who was doing outfits on that movie didn't make a dress or didn't make something for her. So she declined to come back for the sequel or something. That's the only thing I remember about her. Maybe possibly. 
Uh, she is 85. But she's still kicking. She's still kicking. Okay. Maybe maybe Max is behind the syndicate. If it's not, if I'm, it's I'm not. I'm just saying she could come back into play. Okay. What's after? What's after the bathroom fright? Or do, is it just it's, the, is it the lane let's breakout? Get, let's go get lane. Okay. Yeah, let's go get and lane. it's the, uh, if we do it this way, all these people are going to die. Of like and then envisioning like, how it's going to happen. And then, okay. The realization and, that like, oh, you're the guy who caught lane. How long do you think he's going to like keep that quiet? If we, you know, rescue him though we're supposed to. And I love that it's the theme through this movie is Ethan is constantly just like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. Yeah. I'll find a way. I'll figure it out. You know, you're like, oh, 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 okay. You know? And so Why? Then we... because I have to essentially. Uh, and yeah, basically. I'm going to go ahead and call it out. This is, this is the set piece for me. Not oh, yeah. because of any of the action that takes place in it, uh, which is incredibly well staged and engrossing and all of that stuff. But it builds to what I think is one of the defining moments of the franchise and kind of uh, actually has like a lot of dramatic weight to it and solidifies like, oh, they really have done something with this character, at least for me. And every time I watch it, it sticks with me. And it's one of those things where I kind of go like, maybe this is like, you know, the best the franchise has been. Maybe this is the best one because of shit like this. They do all of this this crazy stuff to get him out and then if i'm not mistaken this is the the end piece is cop shows up yeah the female police officer right mm -hmm. and well, that's like the that's the second tier that's like the the lead up to the second part of this whole thing because after she shows up and they're like he's like i'm sorry you know like we get a glimpse that like Walker might want to just go ahead and just take her out. And Benji's like, nah, man, like we're not doing, we don't kill cops. Even though like apparently the CIA is totally fine with murdering whoever they need to, right. to get plutonium back. And so, so she's going to arrest them. The guys that basically he was trying to break lane out with, they show up and they have no problem shooting her. So he has exactly. to basically take all of them out and then like turn well, to her and be like, Oh, I'm sorry. That's the moment for me, though, is we know like how much like actually just like shooting somebody point blank is kind of a absolute last resort for right. Ethan. And so I just I love that moment of, again, everything's going to plan. And it's like usually the wrinkle that gets thrown into one of these plans is like, oh, the tech doesn't work or like this person's not where we thought they were going to be. So we got to improvise, whatever this collision of like. This person's doing their job. We're we are in the grand scheme of things on the same side, but she doesn't know that because of context, etc. Like all right. of that. And the moment of hesitation and like um seeing her gun down, and there's like and then there's almost no hesitation. He's like, because in that moment, like for him, the just thing is I these guys gotta go. Like right. all of them right now. And it's like, I mean, he's doing like collateral type shit where it's just like, boom, 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 it's done. And uh, I don't know, just the way he plays that and then the way the the moment they have between each other uh, before they leave. And it did we actually see her die or is it left ambiguous as to like they call in an ambulance and they're but they're they're moving? She could probably survive. 
I don't, you're made to I don't know if we ever survive if we ever see and uh, do talk about another little thing that would be like a cool thread or callback of like i don't know that character intersects with him at some point oh, in yeah, one of these two final ones and it's like has a moment to kind of like return the favor in some capacity or save him i don't know mm-hmm. uh but yeah that moment in particular always sticks with me uh because of how they've established like he's not the you know shoot first guy he's not james bond he's the team guy he's the get everybody out okay guy so for him to actually kind of break that it's it's not like it's a a, i don't kill people code period dot it's like in a shootout like yeah i've had to clip some guys i've definitely murdered some people but uh you know they had it coming these guys definitely had it coming uh anyways that one sticks with me. But yeah, you as you said, that's kind of like the mid-tier. Is that pre-bike or post-bike? That is, we're in the car. That's on the bike. We're getting to the car. And we're riding. We're, we're in the car. We're all in the car. We're on the car. All of us are here. Lane's there. And somebody's here to kill us. Oh, shit. Who, well, they're not trying to kill us. They're trying to kill Lane. And of course, we realize, oh, it's Elsa. It's yes. been Elsa. We know she's Elsa around. Because of she's course she's like. You so know. he orders all them out of that mm-hmm. BMW and they take a ride. You know, yeah. and they just go that he's just gunning it. And eventually it comes to the whole thing of like, is he going to run her over? Is he going to get away? What are we doing? And he bloop, bloop, just like runs her over, takes her out of the out of the game and keeps on keeping on, keeps moving on to the next thing. Which is essentially them about to extract him, and we find out that Lane's basically been like shipped around different country after different country, you know, high security, just run all over the place, just you know, constantly just yeah. being passed around from country to country. And then we get uh, some pretty, some pretty fun twisty spycraft uh, involving the face maker, our, our usual favorite gadget. Uh, and again, I wouldn't call this a set piece. There is some action in it, but you have the whole, uh, you know, the reveal of John Lark, the, the sussing out of John Lark and getting him to admit to everything. And we reveal that Walker is, you know, actually an apostle himself. Uh, and he's essentially the new big bad and he's, he's trying to get his hands on that plutonium as well. Uh, so, uh, in the midst of all this some uh other apostles who have infiltrated uh the imf slash cia uh take it's all out, cia yeah uh alec baldwin gets a few uh I, I love the idea of him like actually throwing down and trying to fist fight with henry cavill is very amusing <laughs> oh, yeah. to me but they uh they let him have some dignity uh in the way that he uh, the way that he dies for sure right uh yeah very interested to see if we get another new director or, uh, you know, maybe Angela Bassett shifts over. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe but I mean, to you got to think that's got to be the worst government job in the world. Like, I wouldn't mind going back to Fishburne, to be completely yeah. honest. Uh, I I liked that quite a bit. I liked his energy. Yeah. His uh, even he, even must even must know his name wasn't Musgrave. Billy Crudup's name was Musgrave. Yeah, Crudup was Musgrave, I believe. But wasn't he? Yeah, but even Lawrence Fishburne was CIA. He was still like the Angela Bassett character wanting everything to become under the CIA's roof. 
I thought yeah. he was IMF. He was just like Ethan, like you're not well, part no, of this anymore. Like, you're coming. He was like okay. CIA. We want because that's been the girl. whole thing is that like the IMF has un the CIA after you know running um whatchamacallit, um MK Ultra and all these other programs on us, the CIA has massive oversight now. When the now the George Bush Sr. is no longer president, CIA mm-hmm. has like massive oversight. You have to like account for every dime you can't just be dosing people at christmas parties with lsd you can't be doing whatever you want to do there's oversight the imf they operate with impunity there is no money no gadget no whatever that they can't have they get like top shelf autonomy to do whatever they need all in the all are the guys of saving the world and that's been what the cia wants from jump street is to go back to the good old days where they weren't regulated and they got all the money and they got all the projects. They got all the fun toys, you know, and essentially that's like the been the power struggle through most of these kind of behind the scenes. If you're paying attention or not within our own government is like, well, the IMF is this and the CIA basically saying, well, no, the IMF is this and they need to be under our control and they need to be regulated just like we are. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what's, uh, we have the do we have anything else before the big kind of finale, the choppers? No, I mean we got the him meeting back up with his old lady. Um of course, but I'm saying from an action standpoint, we don't, no, we don't I mean, really have anything else. Uh but it definitely, I mean, another another doozy. Uh great well, we stuff. Get, and it and it ha I'm sorry, we, go ahead. No, I'm saying we get that we get that nice, like basically him giving holding the picture and being like, yo. You're beat, bro. Like, don't come after me. Don't fuck around. Because if you do, I'm it's not just me. You're like, I got. I know yeah. where your girl's at. Mm-hmm. Don't play me. And that's pretty much where you leave. Like, you know, Ethan has to let him leave on the helicopter, get on, and just you know, fly off into the sunset. But we all know that Ethan can't let anything go. So of course he's going to track him down. Uh, so the team heads there. Uh, we got the ground crew trying to dismantle uh, the other bombs that have been set up in this medical facility where uh, just so happens his Michelle Monaghan, his ex-wife and her new beau are. Uh, yes, Bentley. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> of ghostwriter fame <laughs> and, ghost and American beauty fame. It's, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Uh, Dude, I would love it if they just they like have you and my husband and he's just standing watching a bag <laughs> into like just some trash kick up that would be that would be one reference too many and yeah. uh, I think Spacey was already canceled at that point right had all that come out Fallout yeah time? yeah yeah definitely maybe by then yeah I don't know I think so uh, okay uh, excuse me I mean, the choppers are awesome. Just to say, it has, you know, we love our Humpty Dumpty lines, and it has the best Humpty Dumpty line in a long time uh, in this franchise. I, I need I need one or two of those in in Dead Wreck. I need it. I just love the, hey, hold this for me. Like, I love. It's, that's what that, I'm saying. Yeah, that, I love the, that. Hey, hold on to this for me. It's just his, his inflection completely changes. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, he's from the streets. I'm Ethan Hunt, you know? I got a little Wahlberg in me, 
Yeah. I don't know what happened. Hey, 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 hold on to this for me. Hey, sell sell your mother for me. <laughs> yeah. That's only half what I got. Uh, I could tell you if you women know, think, oh. That is uh, any time. I, I, I love, again, again, in all sincerity, we love this shit. But like. Oh, yeah. Those are those are laugh out loud moments for me, but in the best way. I'm like, I'm with the movie. Trust, I, oh, like course. in my head, I'm like, no, they want me to be like, you know, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, dude. And in that same movie, of course, the the oh man, him and Hoffman face the like. Oh yeah, what's up? Nothing, nothing. Like what you doing? Nothing. nothing. Anyways, uh. Yeah, what what are you going with? I already said mine. I mean, there's a lot to choose from here. There's a lot. I mean, yeah, I do. Halo jumps impressive, but there's so. I mean, the the choppers are a, so much practical as well, dude. And they're doing some wild shit. I mean, I don't know, dude. My I'm I'm something about that that bathroom fight. I just I, I, and I, I again, I'm sitting There's here. So and I, many, I completely yeah. forgot. Yeah. If I'm going to say bathroom, my favorite, bathroom it's fight's pretty bath, great. The bathroom and it's got, brawl. Yeah. And it's got it's got some great got comedic levity, elements comedic, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some some physicality that you're just like, what the fuck? Like how they're it throwing border, each other through it. Border, yeah, it does yes. borderline that Fast and the Furious. Like you know, oh my god, this person just got you know thrown through, you know. um basically a full mirror and like all this you know stone and and um uh, tile and all this and whatnot and like they're still going oh this person just they just pulled out a uh a piece of pipe metal from the sink that could cut your throat like what what you know <laughs> yeah. it's just it's it's so out there but it's still so like it's still Is this them. The, this uh the bathroom fight has the eye shot doesn't it right yeah where it's like an inch away for oh my, I don't yeah. know, man. Maybe it is the bathroom fight. I wanted to come in here with the cool hot take of like, no, it's actually this like really emotional beat for the franchise and the character. And it's like this really defining moment uh that you wouldn't expect. But I think we are just real we're just simple bitches at the end of the day, man. It's that bathroom yeah, fight. It is, sure. dude. I mean, you know, for all that it evokes with the true lies bullshit and whatnot, like I mean, it it, it works, it's effective. It it basically it, I mean, because I mean, you got to think about it. There is no other big, big like jumpy action sequence where we are like shooting a bunch of people like we did in three, right? You know, and four is very like cat and mousey. Are we going to get this guy who just wants to blow the world up? You know, and then five is like, who is this Solomon Lane dude? You know, what are we doing? And you know he's he's murdered this girl. I got I I lost in front of him. Like he beat me, and I got I got to get even. Right. And this is basically just taking it to another level of like, okay, you're in deep now. This is serious. You know you wanted this. You wanted the, to bust up the syndicate. Can you handle it? Can you actually be that guy who's because we we get it. Henry Cavill can do that. No problem. He's fine. Mm -hmm. He gets to the point where he's you know he can throw down with anybody but ethan still is kind of you know he's, he's not the biggest dude he can fight but he's not he's no henry cavill he's no walker so to right. to kind and of I, pair that up early on and see where we're going it kind of perfectly segues, segues into you know 
on their on his own, like fighting against him, you know, hand to hand, he can't do it. But you know, if you throw a helicopter in there, but he maybe he he's finds got a chance. A way. He finds a way. Yeah. He'll find a way. Yeah. Um, and again, the meta narrative of like, <laughs> yeah, brought this hot shot. It sounds weird to say about you know forty five year old Jeremy Renner at that point in his career, but bringing this hot shot. Maybe he's, maybe I'm gonna let him take the reins of the franchise. You know what? No, I'm gonna snatch him back. You know what? Sit in the back seat. You can talk to Alec Baldwin. Don't speak unless spoken to. <laughs> okay. Actually, for six, not even gonna bring you back. Go make your Marvel shit. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I'm gonna do instead? I'm gonna go over to DC. I'm gonna bring Superman into the movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him I'm gonna let him cook. I'm gonna let him seem impressive. I'm gonna let him wear a stash. We're gonna make <laughs> we're gonna make Joss Whedon have to re reshoot or digitally edit that mustache. You know, we run things over here, whatever. But at the end of the day, he knows he's gonna at if we're looking metatextually, at the end of the day, Ethan Hunt just beat Superman. Yeah. He just you know, and he did it. It's his a way. subtle. It's a subtle, like you know. Hey, these superhero movies are flashy and fun and cool. But you know what was cool before them? The Mission Impossible TV series. It's the you know, well, it's the spy one. spy games. Spy to, games was cool to that point that you just said. It's that once upon a time in Hollywood thing of yeah. like when you're aging out a little bit and they start bringing in the dudes and you start losing the fights. It's like no. No, the key is Tom, Tom Cruise knows his persona. He's like, yeah, I'm going to bring in one of the biggest, baddest, sexiest dudes in action movies and popular entertainment right now. I'm going to turn him into the villain, and I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. Because you know I win. He's <laughs> going to thank me for it. He's going to be so happy. We're going to go do a and, ton of and press what, tours where and he's going to say how all, much he loved doing it. I was going to say, what do we all sit here and say, though, is like, fallout drops and people are like oh my god i kind of wish he wasn't stuck doing these like kind of subpar like he's a great superman trapped in some not great movies essentially um yeah. in the same way that like andrew garfield was a really good spider-man trapped in some oh you know an, an okay one and a really not good one uh but you could still see like oh the performance works here so but I think when Fallout dropped, people were like, oh, my God, this is like the most fun. Like he's been in forever. People highlighted a lot as like he's got more range than you give him credit for just in terms oh, of like yeah. the shading of when he turns villainous and all of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's almost like a, a parody of an American accent, but it works like in a good way. That oh, he's yeah. just kind of brash. I can't I can't even do a good fake version of it, but uh yeah, I he just he crushes it. So yeah, he gets to come in and succeed, but ultimately it's kind of the same thing they did with Renner, where it's like you, you can come into Ghost Pro and you can play around and we'll we'll let you hang. We'll literally let you hang. You can be part yeah. of the crew. Uh but at the end of the day, don't forget who calls the shots around here. It's very much that Vin that Vin Diesel fast energy. Oh but yeah. It's a little more collaborative and playful you don't realize you're being like you're being steered in this direction but you know 
it's more it's more elegantly done i should say oh yeah no 100 it's, it's 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 just as calculated way more so but it is so much more elegantly executed in terms of the hierarchy of who who's the star of the show in, the, in these things and right. again to that point luther gets to come in and kind of be the badass at the end he gets the moment to reconnect with michelle and uh i said michelle monahan i cannot remember what her name is in this movie uh anyways uh but they get that benji and elsa have a little you know they get a little action set piece off to the side but or the they helicopter kill lane or they choke lane out again i don't know if they kill lane. i think yeah benji, I think benji, I think benji just chokes him out again no because benji no, because, ends up doing it right no because, he's about to god sorry he he keeps benji like he gets benji where it's like okay all right, now you're gonna. She basically has to. Am I gonna save Benji, or am I gonna am I gonna hang on long enough to choke this dude out, or am I gonna let up and then save Benji? And she decides uh, Benji will be fine. And she like chokes him out enough, like she pulls a rope enough on the rope to where he's out, and then she has to jump up and like basically cut cut Benji down. And you're like, oh second. shit! And that's he just right. That's right. Jolts back up he's at the last second. Right. He's like, oh thanks, thanks. That's like right. he kind of knows, like yeah, I know you of all people. You were gonna you you're not Ethan. Ethan <laughs> would stop in a split second to make sure I was okay. Right. You you're gonna choke that dude out until he's done, and then you'll make sure I'm all right. Then you'll see if I'm all right. I get no, it. I that no was hard a great feelings. little bit. Um yeah. yeah, I guess we can uh segue into team members there, but I do just want to highlight when the it's next to I would say ghost protocol, uh when he's doing the mission uh, accomplished and like you know he has to do it a couple times which is very very funny my favorite my favorite mission accomplished in the whole series is probably this the way it's edited and like we're all it's right up to the last second and you know you're just waiting to see and then he's hanging from the side of the mountain right and it just he just kind of drops his hand and we see that he has the trigger or whatever you right. know he got the thing and he figured it out or no, isn't it just, oh, he has it in his teeth? Something like Doesn't that. He? And he just kind of like, you know, it's a very like, yeah, yeah, I fucking did it. And it's all, it's all the, it's all in the face, but it's, uh, it's very satisfying after all of that to just underplay it and be like, yeah, yeah, I was gonna we did, we did it again. We did it yeah. again. You knew I was going to do it, but like right. I did it again. Uh, yeah. So team members. Obviously, Luther's the highlight. You got the yeah. emotional connection. I like that he's in play. He he cuts some wires at the end. Uh, I mean, he is the catalyst for the it, entire movie uh, with them losing the losing but, it because but, of him. So that makes but, sense. But Benji plays Wolf Blitzer for God's yeah. sakes. Did we get him? Yeah, we got him. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's that's probably my favorite use of the. It's a pretty great opening ever. too, because that's that's pre light the fuse, right? Right. Yeah. Don't no, we like, do all of that and then we light the fuse? Or I think so. Yeah, I think that's the lead into it because it's a kind of long intro, if right. I'm not mistaken. Uh, a kind of again juxtaposed with five, which is kind of a brief, because we brief we one. start we start with him like with the dream sequence of like oh, um. Uh, Solomon Lane is like giving my bride away to me 
and uh, telling me how terrible oh, I am, what yeah. I've done. And that snaps him out of the dream, and he's getting ready to go get this plutonium. And we see from there that, like, that's where the mission, you know, goes to shit. And we're like, okay, the plutonium's in the wind. But they it's... have that one dude that, like, he thinks that they're like, well, they basically trick him to say, like, all right, well, you know, we'll play your manifesto on TV if you'll just let us into your phone so we can get this data we want. And the guy's like, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter now. Go ahead. And after they get into the phone, they're like, okay. And the walls all fall down. It's like, yeah, dude, you were the car accident you were in was like maybe four hours ago, not two weeks ago. This is all bullshit that you've been watching on CNN. It's a very you know? sad. And you just opened your phone for us. So now we got exactly what we needed. So yeah. we're good. You know? Very satisfying twisty opening. And honestly, that's something I guess that's more unique to this one than any of them and i kind of hope continues but like you're saying i completely forgot about that opening dream sequence and then obviously the uh kind of midsection where it's the how we're going to get lane out and the envisioning of that how it could go versus how it's but the way that's all communicated in the editing not something we really ever play with much outside of the first one which is still done in a very De Palma-esque way when we cut back to the moments of that night and everything. Right. Uh, but I, I liked you using the actual like language of cinema as part of the, you know, mystery puzzle piece aspect of it and getting into these, like, it, it's just nice to have a little bit of a different feel thrown in there. Right. And I'm curious if he's going to blow that out more as we get into, you know, uh, the finale is it going to get a little more surreal which I, I think would seem maybe a little out of place for this franchise but I wouldn't be opposed to it no, I mean not either. be opposed to it you want to see Ethan uh, taking a little little time in the red room <laughs> going <Maybe>. to the lodge <laughs> yeah that could be cool dude Tom Cruise and I wanna, David I want to see them couples what would, what would they talk about I want to see them come full circle and I want to see them have the scene from the first movie where one of the girls is under and they've got, he's playing somebody else completely different, Dimitri, whatever his character mm -hmm. he's playing. I want to see them go full circle into that, into this one. We get it fully fleshed out exactly what was happening in that moment and make that have something to do that matters for this finale. That would be perfect to me. Yeah, I guess, I mean, we. this is, I mean, this is the end of the miniseries. I don't know why I haven't really addressed it to this point, but like yeah. when we review Dead Reckoning Part 1, it'll just be, you know, the RKB podcast reviews, right. blah, blah, blah. We've, we've completed the road. This is the end of the road. So yes, by right. all means, I think what we got to do now before we wrap out, let's remind everybody real quick. Okay, so set piece. Bathroom fight won the day. Yep. Team member, I think we, by default, Luther once again. Definitely. Uh, definitely our overall winner for the series as well. Um. And what else was what? What else are our categories? Gadgets. Gadgets. Which I mean, in this one, I thought we had fun. Uh, face maker play between Wolf Blitzer and then the the twisty lane not lane you know i'm only letting you know that even say face maker let's just say the uh the vocal the vocal thing that makes your voice turn into somebody different 
because like Facemaker is Facemaker and we give that to it a lot. But I think it's that other one now that like it's obvious they they in the third one they get you to like, hey, read this so they can hear your voice and then they just lay that down. Yeah, it just like, that little like, like yeah. that little thing that lays over your skin that like is the voice of the person you're trying to, um, you know, imitate. I think that should be the gadget winner for this because of how right. flawlessly it's used. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Before we wrap out, we got less than five minutes on the clock. Just yes, take past this. five minutes. Okay. We got to rank these babies. You can do All right. We let we can do personal rankings. So uh B to T, bottom to top. What's what's at the bottom of the barrel? I think we're yeah. in agreement. Two. Dose. Yeah. Uh yeah. What do you have? In the number five slot. Mm. Why? See how immediately it gets really difficult. Right. Uh, number five. Uh, probably, probably, probably number one. I would say probably in the, in the five spot. It's so, and and I agree with you. I think yeah. we're 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 making a a collective road to reckoning list. Yeah. I think I agree with you, but. When we rewatched it again, it was kind of like a revelation for me again, because I think so many times of seeing it as a kid and just not getting it, not being able to like put it all together. Uh, But again, when you look at the whole franchise, one and two are kind of the anomalies at this point. Right. They feel the most out of place. Uh, But again, that's not a That's not a commentary on the quality of of one because we should be so lucky to get that type of blockbuster from oh yeah uh that level of filmmaker uh more often but yeah okay i think i think i agree with you four slot uh, probably the fourth movie okay for me. I, I, i'm not disagreeing with you here okay ghost pro now here's where here's where it gets difficult okay Top top three. Yep. We love three around these parts. Mm-hmm. It's got the best villain. Uh it's got some of our favorite comedic beats. It's got the team kind of in full effect for one of the first well, no, Benji's not Benji's like Benji's on deck. Benji. Benji's on deck in three. Right. But we've got we got Jonathan Reese Myers and uh Maggie Q, who do not reoccur, but I would love to see again. Uh, I yeah, I yeah, but, so I'm gonna I, go three I, five six, three five six, or five guess, three six. What are you thinking? I got. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. The the Macquarie's are awesome. It's like yeah. the the franchise has fully figured out exactly like what it does, what it needs to execute on, and. Like I, and again, why I do give the edge to Fallout, I guess, even just kind of through talking through it now, is, uh, you know, we get some really solid character stuff, and we didn't even talk about like we have a nice bookend to the Michelle Monaghan character, and I think it's right. very elegantly done because obviously we want to see him and Elsa get together. It's what right. we're kind of rooting for at this point. I think we're gonna see it, or it's gonna be some tragedy, but uh. I think I think it got us there. That's kind of what it needed to do on a character side of things. Remind us who he is. 
uh, remind us of that. And I, I kind of love the commitment to never dropping that thread of three. Because uh, they could have just kind of like, oh, yeah, I had to leave her in hiding. And like we never, ever see her again. Right. No. But when they when they pick her up at the end of four and you just are like, oh, that thread still exists. I just remember being like, it was it was one of those nice payoffs for people who you know put the time in with the franchise and i exactly. like that they've stayed committed to that and it seems like they're going to continue to uh with dead reckoning we can't wait for it it's just a Agreed. couple weeks away we will be back as soon as possible but for now we can officially say we've reached the end of the road, the road to, reckoning. to reckoning and once again we will say mission accomplished, accomplished.